This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. If and our Father will bless your name, we worship you, we give you praise. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity again to fellowship together as one family in Christ. We ask that you open our eyes of understanding and you speak your word to us, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, you are welcome from wherever you are watching from this morning. This is our soul of David. I'm Shalom Shumaki Day. Hallelujah. Our vision is to read men after God's heart in all nations of the earth. When we say men, we're men and women, people after God's heart. This morning, we want to uh, begin to look at a very crucial topic. And I want you to pay attention. I believe the Spirit of God will be ministering to you. Most especially, today, we are reaching out to men and women who have serious uh, value for the things of the Spirit. In the sense that we are going to be sharing some very deep things this morning. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Hallelujah. So we are talking about um, visions and revelations of the Lord. Visions and revelations of the Lord. Under the topic, the gift of the Spirit. Now, why am I sharing this? Because by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I believe by the power of the Holy Spirit, when this whole COVID and everything is over, it will be a time that there will be such an uprising in the demonstration of the gift of the Spirit in the body of Christ. Not by ministers only, but Christians across the globe will begin to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, will begin to walk in the gift of the Spirit. And that is why we want to look at this topic today and we are starting. Amen. First Corinthians 12 verse 1. The Bible says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not want you to be ignorant. Concerning spiritual gifts, verse 2, you know that you were Gentiles. Verse 3, Wherefore I give you to understand, no man speaketh by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. But then verse 4, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Verse 5, There are differences of administration, but the same Lord. 6, There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. 7, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. Pay attention to the word, given to every man. Let's start this way. We can't be as effective as we should as believers if we are not familiar with the gift of the Spirit. So the Bible begins by saying in that 1 Corinthians 12 uh, verse 1, it says concerning the spiritual, or it says spiritual gift, but actually the, in the original translation it says concerning the spiritual, I would not have you ignorance. That means God is saying that his body, believers, must not be ignorant when it comes. We must not be ignorant when it comes to spiritual things. We must not be ignorant of the gifts of the spirit. We must not walk in ignorance. So the Bible says concerning the spiritual, I don't want you to be ignorant. And then the Bible says from verse 4, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. So there are different types of gifts. The same spirit. 
And there are differences of administration. So, number one, the gifts vary. Number two, the way the gifts are administered are not the same. And then number three, there are diversities of operation. So, the way they operate, in other words, one, let's take for instance, which we are going to go into in a while. Okay, let's even, let's start with fivefold ministry. Two prophets might not operate the same way, but they are all guided by the word of God. So, the same way, all the gifts listed here might function in different ways in two different people. That's what the Bible is saying. Amen. Now, verse 8, For to one is given by the Spirit word of wisdom, and to another word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gift of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, and to another interpretations of tongues. Glory to God. Now, nine gifts are listed here. Please pay attention. Nine gifts are listed here. Now, the Bible needs to say these are all the gifts of the Spirit. We don't know whether there are more. I believe there are. But nine are listed here. And these nine gifts listed here are divided into three categories. Hallelujah. Every believer who wants to, I mean, once you are ready to be used mightily of God, once you are ready to yield to the Holy Spirit and bear fruit on earth, then you must understand what we are sharing this morning. Okay? So the Bible says, uh, so there are nine gifts listed here and they are into three different categories. Now the Bible talks about word of wisdom, word of knowledge, gift of faith, gift of healings, workings of miracle, discerning of spirit, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Nine. Now they can be broken into three categories. So we have word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of the spirits. Group one. Then you have Workings of miracle, gift of healing, and gift of faith, group two. Then you have prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues, group three. Why the groupings? The first one, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and the sound of the spirit, they have to do with seeing. They are gifts that and they enable you to see. Now, they are called revelation gifts. The second category, gift of faith, gift of healing, and workings of miracle, they are gifts that do something. So they are called power gifts. And then the third category, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation, they are gifts that say. So they are called vocal gifts or gifts of utterance. So let's start again. We have gifts that say, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and we, we are going to look into that. In fact, today we are dwelling on the first three. And the sign of spirits. They see. They see something. Gift of faith, gift of healing and workings of miracle, they do. And they prophecy, tongues and interpretation, they say. Okay, <laughs> praise the Lord. So, let's start with the first three. Because this is where our attention is today. We will go another time into the rest. But today we are focusing on Revelation gifts. Oh, everybody watching me. I believe by the Spirit of God. 
this gift will invade the body of Christ like never before. Before the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says, when Joel was given his prophecy, we Peter later quoted in Acts chapter 2. He said, it shall come to pass that the Lord shall pour his spirit upon all flesh. I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. He said, your sons and your daughters, they shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. So, one of the characteristics of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is that there will be revelations. Glory to God. So, the more the Spirit operates in the church, in the body of Christ, among believers, the more revelations men and brethren will be open to. And that's what I want to do. I want to start with revelation this morning. This is crucial. It's also about the most abused gifts. All these gifts of or, or this particular group the most misunderstood and the one that has caused so much havoc in the body of Christ because of what the Bible says that concerning the spiritual, don't be ignorant because many people are ignorant. Some ignorantly intrude into them. Why some stay away? They don't want visions and the rest. They are both wrong. The spirit is the one behind all these things. The Holy Spirit himself. And if you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, he wants to operate through you. Now, this will bless young men and women listening to me who believe that you've been called into ministry. You have to pay attention to what I'm sharing today. And students who are watching right now. Because I also believe that many great and mighty things will happen on campuses. More than ever before. Things are already happening. But to move to another level by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, the Bible, so, so let's talk about these revelation gifts. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Now, I'm going to attempt to define them. Even though uh, these are what uh, men of God and scholars have defined them to be. Paul himself did not give any definition of any of the gifts. He just listed them. But by and large, if you look here and there into the word of God, you will have an idea of the function of each gift. So let's talk about word of wisdom. Word of wisdom has been said to be a revelation of the things to come. These are supernatural knowledge. So what is the knowledge of things yet to happen? When a prophecy, oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now we are getting to the, now, see, when we talk about prophecy or the office of a prophet, this revelation gift, they function more in a prophet than someone that is not a prophet. However, since the manifestation is given to every man to profit without, the more you yield yourself to the Holy Spirit, the more revelations you are going to have, even though you are not exactly called into the office of a prophet. So, looking at it again, but for a prophet, so, I want to read something to you. If you read from Hosea uh, chapter 12, verse 10, let's read. There is something very profound. Hosea 12, 10. Hallelujah. I thank God for everybody listening right now. Something is happening to you. Hallelujah. Hosea chapter 12 verse 10 says, I have spoken by the prophets. I have multiplied visions and used similitudes by the ministry of prophets. So the ministry of prophets is a ministry of visions because they are like seers. But I'm saying it's not limited to prophet. As a matter of fact, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, you cannot prophesy. But that does not make you a prophet, actually. Now, let's read further. I want also, I also want to read something from Numbers, 12, Numbers chapter 12. Numbers 12, 
Remember, the Bible says that I multiply visions to a prophet. Why? Why? Numbers 12 from verse 6. Now, this is when God uh, was God decided to address the issue that happened between Miriam, Aaron, and Moses when they criticized Moses because of the woman he married. Then God came down and he said something to them. Verse 5 says, And the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and both came forward. And he said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. And I will speak to him in a dream. He said, but not so with Moses. Now, my servant, who is faithful in all my house, verse 8, with him I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently not in dark speeches and in similitude. When we get to more into visions, we talk about this, that God gives visions. Many times visions, they come in form of a kind of similitude. They demonstrate something. They connote something. We have to be familiar with this. But we get to that in a while. And then, uh, praise the Lord. So the Bible says, If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, I make myself known to him by visions. So it is God's plan that visions should be given to certain men who are called into the office of a prophet. But I'm saying that God also, because we are going to see examples of men who were not exactly in the prophetic office or in the prophet's office, but then they had visions and revelations. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The profit that we, we gain from, we get from all these things, from this gift of the Spirit, when your eyes are open to the realm of the Spirit, it's a blessing. Then you know by the Spirit, you have a knowledge that natural man, a natural man does not have access to. So, word of, word of wisdom is that supernatural knowledge about things to happen. I'll give an example. When Elisha said, about this time tomorrow, a measure which shall be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley at the gate of Samaria, 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1, he was making a prophetic statement about what would happen, and it happened exactly like that. That was a kind of word of wisdom. I will use certain men to illustrate the demonstration of these three gifts. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and design of spirits. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Word of knowledge is a supernatural knowledge of something going on. That there is no ordinary way of knowing. Supernatural knowledge revealed to a man. When Jesus was by the well, in John chapter 4, and the woman came to fetch water. And Jesus said to the woman, You have had four husbands, or, or, the, or five, and the one that you are with now is not even your husband. You are praying to leave that one. Jesus never knew the woman before. Nobody told Jesus about the woman. That was the gift of word of knowledge at work. Oh, how beautiful will our evangelism be if this gift starts functioning in us? The woman began to argue with Jesus. You say you are Jews. Salvation is our father dug this well. Yeah, you Jews say salvation is yours. And Jesus said, who is arguing with you? He said, I will give you a river that you will never test again. And the woman said, someone else that demonstrated this again. This happened also in Elisha's ministry. If you remember 1 Kings chapter 5, or 2 Kings chapter 5, right? 2 Kings chapter 5. In 2 Kings chapter 5, Geazi, <laughs> Naaman was a, a, a leprous man who came from Syria, a captain, to beat Elisha. 
And Elisha told him to go and have his bath. And he brought gift, and Elisha rejected the gift. Then Gehazi, Elisha's servant, decided to run to get some. And that's 2 Kings 5.26. From 24, he ran after the guy. And the guy gave him gift. Because Elisha, now Elisha was in the house. Gehazi collected the gift and he hid them somewhere. And they came back to stand before Elisha. And Elisha looked at him. He said, where did you go to? He said, I didn't go anywhere. He said, did my spirit not go with you? Oh, let's see that verse 26. He was on his bed in the house. But he said, I saw exactly what you did. He said, went not my heart with thee. When the man turned back again from his chariot to meet thee. You know what happened there? As Gehazi was collecting the gift, like a flash, Elisha saw it. Elisha was in the house. Oh, brethren, have you to read what Jesus said that when the Holy Ghost shall come, he will show you things to come. He wants to reveal things to you. He does not want you to go and ask a prophet. He wants to reveal things to you. And I'm going to talk about types of vision in a while. So something happened. Elisha saw it. And he told Gehazi. Oh, praise God. Word of knowledge. It might not come like a vision. It might come like a word. The Holy Spirit tells you something. And you say it out. And people know that there is no ordinary way of knowing this thing. Except it is revealed to a man. That must have been what happened in the shipwreck. If we read from Acts 27. When they were about to get to a place when the turbulence started. The centurion. Wanted the soldiers to jump inside the water and they put some small boats. And Paul said that except they abide in the ship, none of them will survive. Thank God he said to don't listen. Paul just knew. Then that was word of knowledge. But he also demonstrated word of wisdom. He told them that an angel told him that the ship will land. He said, No life will be lost. All of us will make it. He said, but the ship will be destroyed. It will hit a rock. And that was what happened. Now, these three gifts, they function more in the prophets. Now, discerning of spirits is also seen into the realm of the spirit to understand the spirit that is in operation. When Jesus said to the madman of Gadara, come out. And the Bible says, all the demons besought Jesus to send them into the swine. If you were there from Papa Egan's illustration, which I believe, if you were there, you wouldn't hear those demons talking to Jesus. Only Jesus heard it. Because he was operating the signing of the Spirit. He understood that there were demons, more than one in that man. And he could hear what the demons were saying. Mm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when your eyes are open to the realm of the spirit like that, that's the sign of the spirit. So we have word of wisdom. Remember, word of wisdom and word of knowledge don't have to be, come in form of a vision. They can come in form of a voice. God telling you something that no mortal man could have told you. So if it is, if it has to do with something present, I remember in one office one day, somebody told me they were looking for something. This brother came in, a very vital document, and for days, and the deadline was coming, and the MD was disturbed, and he was praying in the spirit, and he heard from within, check also place, and he told them, he said, open this place and check, 
That was the word of knowledge. Everybody in the office knew that he received that knowledge supernaturally. Now, if, it's, if you now apply that to something yet to happen, something to come, then that is word of wisdom. A revelation of God's plan for something yet to happen, something about to happen. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. You know, you see, you don't need to bother yourself to say which one of the gifts is my gift or how many gifts. We'll get to that. We'll explain the fact that there's no limit to what a man can have. As a matter of fact, the more you yield to the Holy Spirit, the more manifestation you see of different types of gifts, sincerely. So actually praying that, Lord, I want this particular one, that one. Well, in the first place, the Bible said the Spirit distributes as it wills. Then get close to the Holy Spirit. As you fellowship more and more with Him, this gift will manifest more. Now let's talk about, uh, since most of this revelation gift, they come in form of a vision, but they can also come in form of a voice, a knowing from within. So let's talk about vision. And that's where we end today. Vision. So we just read, Hosea 12.10. The Bible says, I make myself, I show prophets visions. And then God said to Moses also, to Aaron and uh, Miriam, if there's a prophet among you, I am the one who gives them revelation. And the Bible says in Proverbs 29, a thing, where there is no vision, the people perish. What is vision? Vision is a revelation of something that comes from God. A revelation of maybe past, present, or the future. Once it is given, and there are different types, and this is where, <laughs> honestly, of course, I, I will draw the curtain very soon, but it can be very deep. I will categorize them this way. People categorize them in different ways. But usually talk about four types of vision. <clears throat> some say five, some say three. Four types of vision. I'll go with four. There's what is called spiritual vision. A vision that is just inside you. It's not that you are seeing anything per se with your physical or, or your... It's not a clear-cut vision like that. It's a knowing that is like a picture inside. That is stage one. Or that is one type. I believe that when God speaks to people about his plan for their lives, not in form of a dream or other types of vision, it comes in form of this first one. There is a knowing inside you and that knowing is becoming a picture. Maybe God speaks a word to you and that word stays inside has become a picture inside you about God's plan for your life. That's a vision. And believe me sincerely, let me say this clearly, after mentioning all types, one is not superior to another. The spirit uses anyone he feels like. Anyone he deems fit to be the best for you. So that's one. The second type of vision is dream. Of course, you know Joseph. Amen. God even appeared to Pharaoh in a dream. Or showed him something in a dream. Showed Ahimelech something in a dream. In that chapter 16, in the night, Paul had a dream. This is what many times is called night vision. Although it's not limited to a dream, but many times. So Paul saw a man of Macedonia saying, Paul, come and help us in Macedonia. And Paul knew that he were to go to Macedonia. He saw that in form of a dream. Hallelujah. Genesis 15. Abraham saw one. 
Oh, I have to be fast. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Bible says that after this thing, Genesis 15, 1, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, Fear not, Abraham. A vision. And if you read further, it happened actually in that. A vision. So, dream is a form of a vision. When something is revealed as a man is sleeping. Hallelujah. Genesis 46. I want to show you another example. The Bible says, And Israel, verse 1, Genesis 46, 1, And Israel took his journey with all he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifice and so on. Verse 2, And God spake to Israel in visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob, he said, Here I am. And he said, I am the God. God told him, that his journey to Egypt was going to be a prosperous journey. That was what, And God said, you'll be evacuated from there. He told him. But he told him in a vision in the night. So as Joseph was sleeping, uh, Jacob was sleeping, he had a dream. So in their family, so we saw it in Abraham. The Bible talks about God appearing to Isaac and saying that stay in this land. Genesis 26. Probably it was a night vision also. So it was not peculiar to Joseph. His forefather saw it also. So Jacob saw here. God revealed his plan. Jacob, God told him, I don't want to go to Egypt. You will see your son Joseph there and then it will be a prosperous journey. That's dream. So I've given you Paul as an example. Macedonia, Acts chapter 16. Now, Joseph and Jacob. Ahimelech. But then, there is another type which is a higher version of this one. It is called trance. Hallelujah. Trance. Now, trance is like you are watching a screen. Example. Remember when Peter wanted to go to Cornelius' house in Acts chapter 10. As he was staying in a house, Simon Tainer, by the sea, and they were preparing food for him, and men were coming to invite him from Cornelius. The Bible said, Peter, let's read. Let's read. Hallelujah. Act chapter, I have the tendency of quoting, but I, Act chapter 10, praise the Lord. Okay. The Bible says, verse 10, Act 10, 10, and he, came, and he became very hungry, and he would have eaten, but while they were making the food ready, he fell into a trance. And then he saw something. The Bible says, a sheet came down from heaven, like a projector. Projector screen. He just saw it. He fell into a trance. Now, this happened to Paul also. Hallelujah. Trance is stronger than a dream because you are not sleeping. You are awake. Peter went up to pray and he saw it. But when you are seeing a, tr a trance, it's like your physical senses are suspended. I want to read another one from Acts 21. Hallelujah. This was when Paul got to Jerusalem. And he mentioned the father, they said, as he was defending himself. No, at Acts chapter 22. Verse 18. And I saw him saying, let's start from 17. And it came to pass that as I was again in Jerusalem, even while I prayed in the temple, I was in a trance. And I saw him saying unto me, make haste, get quickly out of Jerusalem, for they will not receive thy testimony concerning me. Now, this is Paul talking. 
When he got to, a lot of prophets are prophesied to him, telling him not to go to Jerusalem. Agabus did. But then, of course, he knew that was his mission. When he got to Jerusalem, before the opera started, as Paul was praying in the temple, he heard the voice. He just fell into trance. He was praying, probably on his knees. His eyes were open. Then he saw something. Jesus came and he said, Paul, get out of this city. They will not receive your testimony. They, they are not going to buy into your preaching. He was saying that. So he too fell into a trance. Hallelujah. So trance is another form of a vision. But it's different from a dream because you are wide awake. You are not sleeping. But your physical senses are suspended. Why it's going on? When the screen is taking up, then you understand what is going on in your environment again. But in some cases, a trance can happen. You see that as you are watching a screen. People around you don't know what is going on. They think you are sitting down there in their midst, but you are seeing what they are not seeing. Oh, men and brethren, the beauty of these things, they are on they are, I mean they, they are unquantifiable. Now, the last one, which is the highest form, is what is called an open vision. Hallelujah. Oh, there are many examples. The whole book of Revelation is an open vision. If you read Revelation chapter 1, John said that on the Lord's day, I heard behind me a voice and I turned. When it's an open vision, it's not that a screen is brought to you. You are taken into the scene. It's a, you are there live and direct, seeing everything. You can touch. Ezekiel chapter 1, the vision that Ezekiel saw. Some of the visions that Daniel saw from Daniel chapter 7 to the end, Daniel chapter 12. Many of those visions happened as open vision. He stood by the river. When the angel touched him, he saw the angel. He felt the touch. But when he saw the angel, he collapsed. Just like when John saw Jesus, also he fainted. He said he saw him shining like sun in his brightness. And he said, I am the one that was, that, the one that is, that was, and that is to come. He said, I am the and I write down what you have seen. He said, write down the things that are, the things that will be, and the things, the things that are, the things that were, and the things that will be. And John was like, he saw it. When he got to the throne room of God, he saw everything. When an angel or a, mess, a, 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 a brother, whoever it was, that was taking him around heaven at a point, that he wanted to worship, and he said, no, I'm one of, your, I'm one of the brethren like yourself. Uh, he felt them. He knew them. He had a book in his hand. He recorded things. That was an open vision. Ezekiel was by river. He was just there when the whole thing started. And then God came down. He saw the cherubim. And then he saw the he saw God. He saw the living creatures, rather. He saw God there sitting. And he saw it. And he said, other men ran away. He just saw it and he couldn't talk for seven days. It was an open vision. What John saw was an open vision. The transfiguration experience in Matthew 24 was an open vision. Peter, James, and John, who were there, they saw it. They saw Moses and Elijah talking to Jesus. It was not a vision that Jesus alone saw. They saw, they were all, all of them saw it. They could feel the tangibility. It happened physically. They saw it. Even though it was a spiritual vision, but it was brought into, they were brought into it. Hallelujah. So these are types of visions that you see in the Bible. 
And they are still happening now. They are still happening now. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, when Paul was taken to third heaven, I believe that was an open vision. He said, I heard an unspeakable word, which man, a man must not utter. He said, whether in the body or the body, I don't know. He said, but I was taken to, he said, a man, he said, of course, he was coding it. I knew a man who was taken to third heaven. And he said, he heard unspeakable word. An open vision. So we have these types of vision. And they are under the gift of revelation. Hallelujah. One day, Kenneth again was praying. They had brought this woman. Somebody told him of her. She was someone's cousin and she was really, she had a cancer that, has, that had moved from one, you know, the thing had moved from one lung to another. So it was all over, spread all over the person's body, or lungs. And he had laid his hand on her five times. See, this is why the Bible said the manifestation is given for every man to profit. The first time the woman came, can I take him pray? Nothing happened. Second time, nothing happened. Third time, nothing happened. Fourth, he had prayed for her and she was going back to her. So he just saw like a monkey, a demon spirit fastening itself to the lung. And he said, in the name of, and the demon said, if you ask me to go, I know I have to go. He said, yes, I'm asking you to go in the name of Jesus. And the demon went. In six, the woman, she got healed. And, and, and they said she gained uh, 16 kg or so within six days or, or something like that. She went back to the hospital. The hospital signed that she came here with long reading of cancer. And that she came back a few days after perfectly healed. Now, what I want to get to. Kenneth E. Egan had the healing anointing at work in him. Well, you see, as you operate the healing anointing, sometimes you need to see more. At times when you pray for the sick, there is something you need to know. At times when you are ministering to somebody, you want to pray for somebody in trouble, the Spirit of God by word of knowledge tells you to tell the person to take a step. At times it is to forgive somebody. At times it is to confess a particular storm that they are holding on to. I have seen where word of knowledge have helped people to get rid of an object that shouldn't be in their house. Now, I'm not talking about all these uh, fabrications of deliverance that, that people used to scare people. No. But they, the gift is sees. The Holy Spirit shows you what is seen. Probably that is hindering the flow of power. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I know, I, I know somebody personally. She was praying about the lump that she had. She was about to go to the hospital and she received a word of knowledge to stop eating a particular type of... She didn't read it anywhere. It was a supernatural knowledge imparted to her and she got perfectly well. The manifestation is given. It's true. To every man to profit. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Somebody mentioned he was a lawyer and he brought and everything was just cascading down, going down, 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 down. And the Spirit of God told him to detach, stop having a contract with a particular person and everything. This is what people have tried to fabricate and then to 
uh, uh, <laughs> see, when you don't have the genuine gift, you start suspecting people in the name of the Spirit. You suspect people day and night. You suspect. Once you are beside an old woman, say she's a witch. So people suspect any old person that is an illiterate, as if witches are limited to illiterates. You go to your family house, you're afraid. An old woman is looking at you. She's just looking at you. <laughs> That's not what we are talking about. It's not suspecting of spirit. It's discerning of spirit. Revelation. So Paul prayed, and I'm ending this way. Ephesians 1. He said, when, when the head of their salvation, he started praying, that their eyes of understanding be flooded with light, that they might know the hope of it. So I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowledge of him. So let me just give that to you. It will help you. Papa Egil said, from years, for years, he started praying in Ephesians 1 from 14, that God will give him the spirit of wisdom and revelation. After about a year or two, those revelations just started coming. He saw Jesus how many times in his life, lifetime? That means that you can also take that scripture. You can never be wrong praying a scriptural prayer. And there are many scriptural prayers that are in Pauline revelation. Scriptural prayers are not necessarily prayers in the Old Testament that men pray. You can learn something from them. But most of them are embedded in the epistle. Paul prayed several prayers in the epistle. Peter prayed. They prayed. So I'm doing that's able to keep you from falling. And some say nobody can fall anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's important that you take prayers that are in the New Testament. So Paul prayed many of He prayed that you should be rooted and grounded in love. If you're having a problem with unforgiveness, pray this prayer. It will set your soul free. That you are rooted and grounded in love. So Papa Igi started praying that love. Give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation that by eyes of understanding and after a while the eyes of understanding indeed got opened. And he started seeing into visions and revelations. So every Christian can pray this prayer. You don't need to be limited to your five physical senses. Ah, they, you will pay too much price if that is all you are limited to. In this wicked world, you can't be limited to that. The Spirit will guide you. You will know by word of knowledge. You will know by inward witness whether you should go into that business or not. You will know whether you should travel or you should not travel. You will know. Some will be revealed to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, people have told me dreams upon dreams. Now we'll get there. Anyway. Dreams can also come from the devil. Vision can come from the devil also. Once it does not line up with the word of God. Several years ago, see, the truth sets free. A sister generally saw a vision about me. I got born again, scripture, you know, secondary school. And later I became the president of the fellowship. God had a plan for me. Satan had a plan for me also. It depends on, see, his plans are in his words. And the sister saw that I died. I was in a pool of blood and I died. And she told me. And I told her that, I know you saw it. But then, I have seen the word of God. I shall not die but live. More than I was in secondary school. More than the Christian will run to their pastor or a prophet. No. I was in secondary school. I said, sister, I believe you saw it. I said, can I shock you? There was a time, me myself, I was sleeping and I had a dream that I died. When I woke up, I opened the word of God and I prayed. And I look at the word of God again, I prayed. Then the word became a picture in my spirit. And I said, 
and shall not die. But live. Well, I'm still alive. Over 25 years after. Did you hear what I've just said now? It sets one free to begin to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Great and many things will manifest from your life. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.